the sad reality is that people are going to die because they're not going to have health care. They're going to have strokes. They're going to have heart attacks. They're going to have health conditions they don't even know about because they don't have health care. And you have the opportunity to provide it. And you're choosing, once again, politics over people. Ooh. All you can do is complain. Constant critics. And then... You go after our members individually because you're so frustrated that your arguments are specious and false. Even today, you had to lie about Medicaid expansion. Ah. I don't like bullies, and Speaker Voss has been a bully. Speaker Voss, if you're listening, you're a liar. Oh. It's July 4th week, Phil, and there's a lot of fireworks. Not just above Lake Monona, but previously under the dome at the state capitol. And we're going to talk about all of these fireworks, both the big bangs and the duds, on today's center stage, the Wisconsin State Journal's political podcast from the Sensible Center of Wisconsin Politics. I'm Scott Milfred. I'm the editorial page editor for the State Journal. And I'm Phil Hands. I'm the political cartoonist for the Wisconsin State Journal. And we are half of the State Journal editorial board. The better looking half. The next best thing besides sitting outside and, 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 and cooking meat all day is to watch these beautiful flashing lights in the air, these fireworks, kaboom. As a character on The Simpsons once said, what better way to celebrate the birth of your country than blowing up a small piece of it? <laughs> and what better way to debate the state budget than to blow up uh, everybody's feelings? There's a lot of hurt feelings at the Capitol. There was some pretty fierce back and forth. Uh, we're going to play a couple clips here, but I need to preface this clip. This one's got a lot of attention, at least in the political insider circles where Robin Voss went off on the Democrats who are not supporting his state budget. The clip we're about to play came at hour 846. It's like a full work day. Nearly nine hours into debate on the state budget, and this debate did last 10 hours on the floor. Here's what Robin Voss had to say after listening to lots of Democrats criticize his budget, which fairly significantly pulled back on Governor Evers' proposed budget. Gentlemen from the 63rd. So here we are debating passage of the budget that has been worked on for four months. I sat here for eight years and listened to you lecture me on every single topic about how doesn't matter that Governor Walker won, doesn't matter that he won bigger the second time, doesn't matter that he won even bigger the third time, doesn't matter what he stands for, you don't represent the people. You don't represent the people, we do. So it's ironic that here you sit after having said that the election of a governor was irrelevant for eight years. And now you make it out to be that just because Governor Evers won by a very narrow margin, and yes, I will say something that you had a heck of a time saying. Tony Evers is our governor. You had eight years to bash Governor Walker and look for every single thing you could say that he was wrong. You could have found things to work together on, but instead you opposed him every step of the way. You were obsessed with him, and you even are today. You can't get over it. You believe the reason that we are in the majority 
is because the people of Wisconsin are really liberal, but we've just found some way to make all these people not understand the way of the world. Tony Evers barely won in a landslide Democrat year. That was a statewide race. So let's remember that the budget that we're adopting today, you would have begged us to do these things under Governor Walker. More money for schools, more money for health care, more money for a lot of our priorities, and we're cutting taxes for the middle class. Your problem on the left side of the aisle, on the far left side of the aisle, which is where it seems that all of you are, is you can never find a way to get to yes. You always complain. You always say it's never enough. So here we are, accepting the fact that Tony Evers is our governor, proposing a budget that many of us over here certainly would not have advocated for if we got to make all the choices because we went to the middle, right? But it's never enough for you. Unless we expand welfare and dramatically raise taxes and punish people and pit somebody against another, you can't vote yes. What you're telling me is for the next four years, you are irrelevant to the process. All you can do is complain, constant critics. And then you go after our members individually because you're so frustrated that your arguments are specious and false. Even today, you had to lie about Medicaid expansion. The only thing that you have left is misinformation. That's how, unfortunately, you've been able to get your point across to a lot of people. Right? This budget increases funding for education. Fact. 22% increase for special ed. 22%. And you're saying our schools are going to go bankrupt because it's only 22%? What kind of a fantasy world do you live in? What are you for? Nothing. We're putting more money into health care than we have in a long time. Now, you would have every right to say it should have been done sooner. But to say that hospitals are going to go bankrupt and nursing homes are going to close because we're only giving them double-digit increases, that is an amazingly bad argument that, unfortunately, that's all you have left. you got to lie and obfuscate. and It's just so frustrating. So you're going to be casting a vote today against funding for our schools, against funding for our nursing homes, against funding for DAs, against funding for our courts, against the middle-class tax cut. I, I, I can't imagine how any of you who are in districts that are competitive, and there are some of you, We've taken out almost all the competitive Democrats. Um, but there are some of you. And you're going to have a heck of a time going back and explaining to people who live in Wauwatosa or Brookfield why you're voting just like somebody who lives in downtown Madison. That's a mouthful, Mr. <laughs> Speaker Voss. He's right that they've uh, taken out almost all of the competitive Democrats on the uh, map. That's partly, he didn't mention it. That, uh, I mean, the, a so lot of that is because of gerrymandering. He's basically trying to play this off like this is some sort of giant moderate compromise when this is really kind of a Republican budget. Tony Evers came in and proposed uh, a budget that he tried to brand as the people's budget. I think it was very much a Democratic wish list budget with very large increases in spending on their priorities. In, Education in, and health care. And, and also reversing tax breaks on manufacturing and Because God forbid a manufacturer ever <laughs> pays any income taxes. Right. They, they basically don't pay state income taxes now after eight years of Scott Walker. The manufacturers, of course, are the pet special interests of the Republicans. The teachers, the pet special interests of the Democrats. And so they want to 
kind of reversed that and the Republicans said no. I mean, there's been debate in recent weeks as to how much of an effect has having a Democratic governor had on the budget. Are the Republicans spending more and uh, doing things they wouldn't do if there wasn't a Democratic governor? Eh, probably. Maybe. Um, but I mean, they're spending, still- you know, they're spending more on health care, but, you know, Voss is trying to play this off like this is some giant compromise and that Tony Evers' ideas are out of the mainstream. But, you know, 70% of Wisconsinites want to expand Medicaid, which is kind of one of bit, Tony Evers' big big plans is we're going to expand Medicaid, use Obamacare, and take some of that money to pay for people that are yeah. – and, and, and use that money to pay for health care. And the Republicans just refuse to do that. Yeah, because it's got that Obamacare branding to it, yeah. to the money from Washington. So I don't see that as really a compromise thing because most people want it to happen in the state. Republicans are dead set against it. So Yeah, I mean, the thing is, they're still increasing spending on health care by quite a bit. Which is just coming out of our tax dollars, yeah. not federal tax dollars. But to be fair, there's a lot of twisted talking points here on both sides in the sense that uh, what Voss is essentially doing, even though he wouldn't say it, is, no, let's not take this money and expand Medicaid. Let's let these people go into the marketplaces that Obamacare created and let them get their subsidies that way. Yeah. So it's not like a dollar for dollar. It's not like he's turning down all this money. Some of this federal money will still come through. But it was a pretty sharp stick in the eye here that Voss. I mean, he called the Democrats irrelevant, which is true. They are irrelevant (laughs) because they've been gerrymandered into oblivion. The next day, the state Senate debated it. And Senator Tim Carpenter from Milwaukee, Democrat, who used to be in the assembly. Here's what Tim Carpenter had to say. Question is adoption of Senate Amendment 2, Chair Recognized Senator from the 3rd. Thank you, Mr. President. 70% of the voters want us to take that money to provide for health care. What could we use it for? Um, You mentioned the question about reimbursement for health care providers. If we went ahead and took that money, We'd get $324 million, which we could leverage $1.6 billion. But for some reason, philosophically, because Scott Walker, who wanted to run for president, lost, lost for re-election, had it built in the Republican philosophy, they don't want to take health care. Well, they don't represent my constituents or my fellow Milwaukeeans that this will disproportionately affect the disparities of health care for people in Milwaukee, people of color. I'm very upset with Speaker Voss because I don't like bullies, and Speaker Voss has been a bully. I listened to him last night. Senator from the third, I just would, again, um, we're at the beginning of a very long night here, or a very long day, rather, and I just encourage members when we're engaging in debate, uh, particularly about uh, other members of the legislature, uh, the legislature, Um, that we refrain from um, either questioning motives of members in this body for things that they uh, may or may not have done, but then also from making uh, comments which may be disparaging to um, other members of the legislature. Speaker Voss, if you're listening, you're a liar. Last night at 10 o'clock, I was listening. Senator from the third. uh, Senator from the third, I'm just going to cut in again and, and just remind um, all the members here that um, the order for the for debate here in decorum in the Senate 
you know, I know that there are a lot of uh, passionate folks here on both sides of the aisle who are articulating for different things here today, but I don't want to see the debate here dissolve itself into something where we're name-calling other members in the legislature. So I, I totally understand and respect that you might have disagreements with a member of the legislature, but I just respectfully ask, um, per the rules of the body, uh, that you be respectful to, to members of the legislature. Senator from the third, you may continue. Mr. President, I think we ought to initiate an exchange program for presiding officers in the assembly in the state senate. Because last night at 10 o'clock, instead of watching the brewers get drubbed, I listened to Speaker Voss rant off and, and call members of the Democratic Party, people in the assembly, he called them liars. He called my assembly colleagues liars. He was saying a lot of disparaging things. Now, I'm not telling anything out of place when I can't trust what Speaker Voss says. But when he goes ahead and uh, calls accepting the federal, federal funds as health care, calling it welfare, health care is welfare. Now, how am I not expected to not call Speaker Voss something when he calls Democrats in the other body liars and I realize he might be trying to run for governor in the future but he needs to start telling the truth. There, there was another case where uh, Speaker Voss said that Evers wouldn't meet with him and the senator from the 13th. Senator from the 3rd, I'm just going to interject here again just for a moment. Um, being that the Senate rules uh, do give the presiding office here, presiding officer here to just restrain members in the order of debate. Um, the question before us right now is adoption to Senate Amendment 2, and it has nothing to do with uh, what uh, Speaker Voss may or may not have said at previous times, so I would ask that you would uh, respect the, the rules of decorum in this body and just keep your comments um, to the question at hand, which is Senate Amendment, the adoption at this point of Senate Amendment 2 to Assembly Bill 56. It's very hard when you say one certain set of standards here because you control this body, but over the other body, things are being spread around that completely are untrue and really don't help with the debate. One of the disparaging remarks that seemed to be made was uh, uh, Governor Evers only won by a small margin, small margin. So we shouldn't listen to what he has to say. That's what the speaker said. Well, he did win. Elections have consequences. Republicans get over it. Well, Senator Carpenter is passionate. <laughs> I love how uh, Senator Roth is so elegant in his calming of Senator Carpenter. It's like he should be wearing white gloves. You know, I don't think this is the first time this has happened in the Senate. He might be pretty used to just uh, trying to get people to off their high horses. I don't buy his whole point about health care isn't welfare. If the government's paying for your health care, that's a form of welfare, <laughs> isn't it? I mean, I guess it's a talking point, but it's just it, it's just it seems like such a weird thing to to be hammering home on. It's a weird talking point. It's rhetoric. I mean, it's sort of like you know the Democrats say health care is a right. So if it's a right, 
then it's not some handout. It's something you're supposed to be given as a right is yeah. sort of there. But, yeah, it's sort of semantics in a way. What's sort of funny about it is that it's the Democrats buying into the Republican idea that all welfare is somehow evil. Well, and that's sort of like the Democrats say the money for Foxconn is corporate welfare. Yeah. Like it or not, welfare, the word, has a bad name. Yeah. Even though some people do need help. Sure. And it is welfare. It's make, helping them be well. I thought it was interesting that, that as uh, Carpenter said, you know, if uh, if Voss wants to run for governor, he's got to learn how to tell the truth. That is in no way a qualification for higher office in this country. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've seen that time and time again that telling the truth has nothing yeah. to do with your ability to get elected to high office. Yeah, Voss has a much better shot not telling the truth. Yes. There's sort of two grand debates over the state budget. One is, should we take all this money from the federal government for health care or not? Yes. And then the other debate was, should we raise the gas tax to pay for roads or should we raise a bunch of fees to pay for roads? And, and not the- raise enough money to pay for roads. <laughs> yeah. They're agreed on that. Yeah. But uh, on the health care thing, uh, you know, he brings up, Carpenter brings up the 82,000 people. It's not like those 82,000 people do not have health care no. now. Most of them do. It's, it's just, just from shifting, a different way. It's shifting how to pay for it. So yeah. so instead of, you know, instead of state taxpayers directly paying for people's health care, yeah. which is what's going on now. Right. You know, to the, some degree. You yeah. know, Tony Evers' plan would say, let's take some of the money that our state taxpayers are shipping off to Washington, getting mixed with all their other state taxpayers' yeah. monies, and they're going to send some of it back to us, and we'll get a little bit more money to spend on other things. But the Republicans have decided, no, one of the things we're going to spend money on is health care for our own people. Yeah. And that's, I mean, <laughs> but we're going to not do other things because we're spending so much money on health care for our own people. Exactly. And if you go to the, you know, some some of the Democrats referenced the memo by Bob Lang, also known as God, he, <laughs> uh, down at the state capitol, he runs the... Uh, the Legislative Fiscal Bureau, which, because they're nonpartisan, they're the only numbers anybody trusts. But the Fiscal Bureau on this has spelled out that there would be a lot more money uh, available for the state budget if we took the money. I mean, it definitely makes sense for the state budget and for state taxpayers. You could make an argument as a Republican that in the grand scheme of things— we're still going to be getting a lot of money from Washington coming here, just not as much. You can make the argument that we would have more money to spend on education if we weren't spending so much on health care. And if we do dabble just for a second in the gas tax thing, I mean, you had the great cartoon about the gas tax versus the fees. Yeah. Just describe that Which for is a just second. a little old lady saying, you know, well, being, you know, she, she, the Republicans want to raise the fees. Little old lady who drives to church once a week, she's going to be paying a higher uh, registration fee on her vehicle. But the Illinois tourist who's driving all through Wisconsin is not going to be paying more in gas taxes, which is sort of Tony Evers' plan. Yeah, he's not just an Illinois tourist. He was also a Bears fan. He was a Bears fan, I guess. The yeah. Bears. He was the cliche guy. And he had socks with sandals, too. And that did that does seem to be, you know, the Republicans decided we're going to raise fees rather than taxes. That will be a winning talking point for us. But I think the talking um, point of not making Illinois drivers pay their way, yeah, make, not making the tourists pay their way, is. I think that's resonating with a lot of people. When it all boils down, we are, you know, it's divided government. I think we do get a better budget. Now, on Wednesday, just before the holiday, Governor Evers did sign the budget 
into law, but not before issuing 78 vetoes, striking several items out of the $82 billion two-year budget plan that the Republican-run legislature had sent him. Basically, the uh, lawmakers are not spending as much as the governor wanted to on education. They are not going to take more money from the federal government for health care. And they're going to raise fees on state drivers rather than increasing the gas tax to pay for roads. The Democratic governor said he was finally able to move the needle away from Republican priorities with his vetoes. He nixed a study of tolling on the interstates, as well as a Republican attempt to protect quarries from local government rules. Probably the most significant veto was one in which the Democratic governor managed to increase the per-pupil aid to students by $63 each year of the two-year budget plan. Most people think of a veto as only cutting things back, but the partial veto pen is still powerful and you can play some games with it. What are you doing this 4th of July, Scott? Well, now, wait a minute, Phil. We're not on the outro yet. Oh, we're not on the outro yet. I want to make an important point Let's make your important point. I'm sorry. My important point is, even though we're, we're, we're classifying a lot of these comments as fireworks, and even though we're picking out, I mean, in the assembly debate, it was 10 hours. Yeah. Not all of that 10 hours, believe it or not, was very interesting. <laughs> Much was, of it was, in fact, not interesting There was a lot of mundane talk about policy details. How does the budget, what will it do to real people's lives? Elected representatives, even though some of the districts are gerrymandered, uh, were debating this. There were some fireworks, but, you know, it, it is a wonderful thing in America. On July 4th, that we can have an open debate. It gets loud sometimes in a democracy, but free speech, free debate. Let the best, let everybody speak, whether it's on the editorial page of the State Journal or on the town square. Let's let everybody speak and let's, uh, lots of diversity in who gets to speak. And then let's let the competition of ideas prevail as Thomas Jefferson envisioned so that the best ideas make America the greatest country on earth. So what are you doing on July 4th, Phil? I'm going to be in Kalamazoo, Michigan, like I am for every 4th of July. I can't think of a better place than to go than the Bell's Brewery in Kalamazoo, Michigan. I'm not sure I'll get there, but you know, I'm visiting family there and you know, we'll see some fireworks and the kids will have fun with their cousins. And maybe I'll get to barbecue a little bit. Probably not smoke meat like you will, but... I think I'm going to smoke some meat unless I go to Summerfest. Oh, that would be fun. Might go to Summerfest. I might go to the Monona uh, July 4th fireworks. I might stay home and go to that Monona Festival, which is just a wonderful small town festival with fireworks you can walk right up to and... Look you can up get in the so sky. close to the yeah, fireworks can, that, that the, the debris falls on, yes. on top of you. That's true. If the if the wind's going the right way, and they got a old school carnival with uh, rough carnies uh, running it. I love it. Just the I way you it. love it. And they got some bands and beer tent. Hey, what says fourth year like a like a band and a beer tent? <laughs> yeah, so I'm probably going to do that. But yeah, I might also smoke some meat. <laughs> You said meat, not weed, right? I, I said meat. You're the cartoonist. And you're going to Michigan. It's legal there. You're going to light That's one I, up? I don't think so, Scott. In honor of Uncle Sam? I don't think so. You must if you're getting together with some relatives. There must be that one uncle or that one guy who shows up. He's like, hey. I've, I, 
I, you know, I haven't been back. Some, Phil? I haven't been back to Michigan since it's been legal, so we'll have to see what it's like. All of the music on today's Center Stage with Milford and Hands podcast is by Tube Tester. You can subscribe to Center Stage on your favorite podcasting app. You also can go to go.madison.com slash center stage. And to subscribe to the Wisconsin State Journal digitally, for just a few bucks, you want to go to madison.com slash subscribe now. Please do. You'll be supporting local journalism and the 40-some journalists here in our newsroom.